calls to me, I will answer him. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High and abides in the shade of the Almighty, says to the Lord, my refuge, my stronghold, my God in whom I trust. He will free you from the snare of the fowler, from the destructive plague. He will conceal you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is buckler and shield. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the plague that prowls in the darkness, nor the scourge that lays waste at noon. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. World without end.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Brethren, let us acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Almighty God, through the yearly observances of Holy Lent, that we may grow an understanding of the riches hidden in Christ, and by worthy conduct pursue their effects. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord God formed man out of the clay of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and so man became a living being. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east and placed there the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground, the Lord God made various trees grow that were delightful to look at and good for food. With the tree of life in the middle of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the animals that the Lord God had made. The serpent asked the woman, did God really tell you not to eat from any of the trees in the garden? The woman answered the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. It is only about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, you shall not eat it or even touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you certainly will not die. No, God knows well that the moment you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like gods who know what is good and what is evil. 
the woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasing to the eyes, and desirable for gaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, through one man sin entered the world, 
and through sin, death. And thus death came to all men, inasmuch as all sinned. For up to the time of the law, sin was in the world, though sin is not accounted when there is no law. But death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who did not sin, after the pattern of the trespass of Adam, who is the type of the one who was to come. But the gift is not like the transgression, for if by the transgression of the one, the many died, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many? And the gift is not like the result of the one who sinned, for after one sin, there was judgment that brought condemnation. But the gift, after many transgressions, brought acquittal. For if by the transgression of the one, death came to reign through that one, how much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of justification come to reign in life through the one Jesus Christ? In conclusion, just as through one transgression, condemnation came upon all, so through one righteous act, acquittal and life came to all. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. The word of the Lord. from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, 
It is written, one does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. And he said to him, all these I shall give to you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, get away, Satan. It is written, the Lord your God shall you worship and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. I would like to keep things relatively simple today. Uh, hopefully, you know, we're, we're a few days into Lent, but we're pretty much at the beginning. So hopefully our Lenten observances and practices have already begun. Uh, but I thought it'd be good maybe to just say a little bit about, you know, how those practices ought to be oriented. Uh, the scriptures today, the, the readings the church, is, the church chooses, they fit together remarkably well. And it's very clear that what the church wants us to meditate on today is Jesus as the new Adam who, in a sense, redeems, no, no, not in a sense, who redeems the fall of the first Adam, right? Uh, the, in the first reading, we hear about original sin, so-called because at our origins, our, our common father, Adam, and, and our common mother, Eve, they were tempted by the devil, and they gave into that temptation. They disobeyed the Lord, and so sin entered into the world. And our human nature, which we've inherited from them, is, uh, is a fallen human nature. We, we come into the world, in a sense, broken. But uh, the, the reading to the Romans, the second reading, makes it very clear that Jesus is the new Adam. And just as in our first parents, all of us sinned, right? Just as in one man all sinned, so in the new Adam, for those of us who are baptized into him, who are baptized into his death and resurrection and are members of his body, uh, so we are all redeemed from sin. In a sense, Jesus enters into, the, into humanity's experience, but then Jesus' humanity and his experience of humanity becomes normative for us. So just like we inherited a broken nature from Adam, from the original sin, we enter into the victory and the triumph over uh, temptation, over sin, over death, that Jesus won, because by his baptism, uh, we are in Christ. So we have uh, in Lent this practice of, in, in some sense, we're preparing for the celebration of the Easter mysteries. We're preparing to enter into the Paschal mystery of Jesus' uh, suffering, death, and resurrection. And 
in preparation for that, just as he prepared for his public ministry by going into the desert to pray, to fast, and to be tempted, we accompany Jesus in the desert, right? Again, uh, and I've preached about this principle before, and you'll probably hear me preach about it again. Uh, when God takes on a human nature, enters into our experience of humanity, his experience becomes normative. So in a sense, first of all, he takes on our nature and undergoes temptation, but then his experience of temptation is uh, now the one that, that we enter into and, and we share in his temptation, just like he entered into our experience of suffering, but then in so doing suffered more than anybody's ever suffered. And now our, what's open to us is to enter into his experience of suffering. So we accompany Jesus into the desert and we, a sense, in a sense, follow his practice of prayer, fasting, and undergoing temptation. And the, traditionally, the, the three ways that we observe Lent are uh, you know, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We, I think, focus a lot on the fasting part, maybe even sometimes to the exclusion of the prayer and the almsgiving part. Right? So most of us, uh, if we think about what we're doing for Lent, we think about what we're giving up, right? What is it that we're abstaining from? But the other two, two are actually very important. And I think the other two tell us what our Lenten practices ought to be oriented towards. So if we look at that uh, story of the fall, uh, the original sin, the fall of our first parents, uh, in their disobedience, they essentially broke their relationship with each other and with God. Right? We, uh, man was made for love, we were made for self-gift, we were given freedom so we can give ourselves away. Original sin was an abuse of that freedom uh, for selfish ends. And two effects that we immediately see in the story of the fall is after original sin, uh, and our, the reading today ends with it, Adam and Eve realize that they are naked. They were naked without shame. Now they realize they're naked and they're ashamed and they sew fig leaves to co cover themselves up. And there's, there's much richness in that that we can reflect on, but one of the things we can draw out of that, uh, that covering themselves, realizing they're naked and being ashamed, is it points to the rupture that now exists between human relationships, right? Before they were naked without shame because they had nothing to hide from each other and they had no need to protect themselves from each other. But once sin enters into the world, they basically become aware of the fact that they have to protect themselves from being used uh, and abused by the other. So we see an immediate effect of original sin is a rupture uh, in human relationships. And then there's clearly the rupture in our relationship with God. And one of the ways we see that if this reading had gone on a few lines longer, we see that Adam and Eve hide from God. And when he comes in the garden looking for him, they're, they're hiding from him. And so uh, sin, selfishness, disobedience, it ruptures our relationships with God and our relationships with each other. So one of the things that we see in how the church talks about Lenten observances is the, the fasting is important but so are the prayer and the almsgiving. And in a sense, we can see prayer and almsgiving as practices that are ordered towards healing and deepening and restoring our relationship, first of all, with God and with others. In fact, very often saints and doctors of the church and whatnot, they will talk about how our fasting should be ordered towards being more merciful and charitable towards those in need. Right? So, we don't want to neglect the prayer and the almsgiving. Actually, what our fasting does is it, it helps us to overcome the temptations of the flesh, 
to overcome our attachment to worldly things so that we can be directed more towards the spiritual. Uh, so what we really want is for our, our fasting, for our, our maybe weakening the hold that the flesh has on us to actually be ordered towards deeper prayer and deeper communion with one another. So uh, as we enter more deeply into the, uh, the celebration of Lent, I think it'd be good for us to remember that uh, what, you know, if, if all we do when we get through Lent is we, we went 40 days without you know, eating or drinking something, that's not really gonna be all that fruitful in the end. But if those things, if those practices actually help us to go deeper into prayer and to intimacy with the Lord and help us to be more open to each other and especially uh, more open and charitable towards uh, those who are poor, those who are sick, those, you know, whatever, uh, then that's a really, that's a really good Lent, and that's the sort of sacrifices uh, that please the Lord. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. As we begin our Lenten journey, let us turn to God for help in this season of grace. For our Holy Father, Pope Francis, that the Lord would look graciously upon his every need and continue to inspire him in holiness. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer for politicians and government leaders. May the Lord provide them with wisdom for the sake of truth and the common good. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For people in need of the basic necessities for life and all who struggle to survive in the midst of desperate circumstances. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the elect, as they begin the season of deepening their relationship with God 
before receiving the sacraments of initiation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have gone before us in the light of faith, may they find their ultimate fulfillment and rest in God. Let us pray to the Lord. Loving Father, we turn to you with humble hearts. We ask that you hear these prayers we have offered. We offer them through Christ our Lord.
Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Give us the right dispositions, O Lord, we pray, to make these offerings, for with them we celebrate the beginning of this venerable and sacred time, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord, by abstaining forty long days from earthly food, he consecrated through his fast the pattern of our Lenten observance, and by overturning all the snares of the ancient serpent, taught us to cast out the leaven of malice, so that, celebrating worthily the Paschal mystery, we might pass over at last to the eternal Paschal feast. And so, with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis Uncelia Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, To you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite, and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Thomas, our Bishop, Eduardo, his assistant, and all those who are holding to the truth and on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants. And all gathered here whose faith and devotion are known to you, for them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. In communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of our God and Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon, and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogonus, John and Paul, Cosmas and Damian, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept this oblation of our service, that of your whole family, 
Order our days in your peace and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands and with eyes raised to heaven to you, O God, his almighty Father. Giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands. And once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. Mysterium Fidei, Mortem Tuam Annunciamus Domine, Et Tuam Resurrectionem Confitemur, Donec Venias. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the Blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven, of Christ, your Son, our Lord. We, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant, Abel the Just, the sacrifice of Abraham, our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest, Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer, we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high in the sight of your divine majesty, that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ, a place of refreshment, light, and peace. To us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies. Graciously grant some share in fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon through Christ our Lord through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. 
At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
dwells in the shelter of the Most High, and, and abides in the shade of the Almighty, says to the Lord, my refuge, my stronghold, my God in whom I trust. He will free you from the snare of the fowler, from the destructive plague. For you has he commanded his angels to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear you upon their hands, lest you strike your foot against a stone. On the lion and the viper you will tread, and trample the young lion and the serpent. Since he clings to me in love, I will free him. Protect him, for he knows my name. When he calls on me, I will answer him. I will be with him in distress. I will deliver him and give him glory. With length of days, I will content him. I will show him my saving power. He will overshadow you with his pinions, and you will find refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will encompass you with a shield. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Let us pray. Renewed now with heavenly bread, by which faith is nourished, hope increased, and charity strengthened. We pray, O Lord, that we may learn to hunger for Christ, the true and living bread, and strive to live by every word which proceeds from your mouth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Are you ready to learn your faith on a deeper level? This August, St. Thomas the Apostle's Institute of Catholic Theology will be offering apologetics, undergraduate and graduate theology at an affordable cost, with credits fully transferable to Franciscan University of Steubenville and to other universities around the country, including GCU, SU, and NAU. This will be a great opportunity to learn the faith deeply and form a dynamic community of students. Applications are open. For more information and to apply, please go to ictphx.org. 40 Days for Life has started its spring campaign and is running through April 6th. Please consider coming out and spending one hour a week for the unborn and all those affected by abortion. For more information or to sign up, please visit 40daysforlife.com. Don't forget Friday's Stations of the Cross at 5.15 p.m. in the church, followed by the fish fry in the hall at 6 p.m. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Thanks be to God. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.